You're listening to the Charlie Epps Golf Hour, powered by Insperity. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios with Bill Harmon and the golf doctor himself, Charlie Epps. Here's John Granado. Welcome back to the Charlie Epps Golf Hour, brought to you by Insperity, inspiring business performance being joined right now by Hall of Fame broadcaster. And I got to say this, and I'm not sucking up. This guy is on the Mount Rushmore. I've been doing this for 30 years now. And I got to tell you, he is the best in the. He's the George Washington on the Mount Rushmore of broadcasters. <laughs> Jim Nance is with us here on the Charlie Epps Golf Hour. Jim, how are you? I well, my head is swelling right now at the moment after that great introduction. Thank you, John. And uh, hey, it's nice to be on with a couple of buddies, uh, Mr. Epps over there. We go back a long way, and so do we, John. So, yeah, yep. uh, great to be visiting with you guys. Um, you know, we would be having the Insperity event normally at this time, and. Hey, the whole world's changed. You know, we paused uh, the life button here for a, for a brief moment, but being able to talk golf with you guys uh, brings some normalcy back to the routine. So I got a question for you because I was able to, I visited you about, I don't know, maybe it was about a year ago or so, and you've got, at your home, you've got the number seven at Pebble Beach in the backyard. I, I, I would need to know how many holes in one you've had since <laughs> since you've been isolated here at the house. Well, I haven't made any during the lockdown, and it's pretty stringent out here, by the way, as far as the sheltering at home. We, this state was like the first one, uh, first one in on that, and probably be the last one out along with New York. But um, and although our numbers are are doing really well, um, but I've, yeah, I've been hitting balls in the in the backyard because all the golf courses are closed, so it's the only golf hole that's open inside Pebble Beach at the moment. Are you charging uh, green? Any. Do you charge a green fee for your neighbors? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, Charlie, uh, that's been suggested a time or two. We actually put it up for auction uh, with uh, with the Kushnick companies and Titleist. And, um, you know, we're going to have some fun with some people that are going to bid on that auction item. And, you know, I, but, John, I, through the years now, it's been up there for five and a half years. So I've hit thousands and thousands of shots. And, you know what it's like. It's like a 55-yard shot. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, if you hit a small bucket of balls, you're going to come close a couple of times. So I've made I've made a few. I haven't made any recently. But the main thing is are the guests on the property who make it. And there have been 15 different um, members of the what I call the Rock of Fame. I've got this boulder up there with, with really impressive plaques, I think. Because I pay a couple of hundred bucks for these for each plaque, um, and they go on the Rock of Fame. So I've had 15 players make it, and one has made it twice. He was the first one in, and the only one to make it two times from outside the homeowner, and that was Brant Snedeker. So um, well, he's the pretty list, good. Uh, it's it's very distinguished. And there's a lot of good players that are on that list, like uh, Faldo and Nicholson and. And some other, you know, tour players, and there's some college players, and you know, some friends. It's kind of a fun collection. Yeah, I tried to get there. I I didn't make I didn't make it. I didn't, I didn't make the the plaque. Came close. I, I came. Yeah, I I think I closest to the hole with our group, but our group wasn't very good. Uh, so Charlie, say hello to Mr. Nance. Jim, strange year as we all know. We're we're sitting here uh, thinking about golf and wishing golf was available. Uh, and you've had a great relationship with Insperity, a great company here in Houston. And we we have a great event every year, and that's been canceled. Um, but aren't you still amazed that Jack and Lee 
and Gary still come back and they put on such a great, great exhibition of of what you know the people really like. Does that in that done that impress you? Yeah, it's called uh, the the greats of the game. Yes, and we're so fortunate in Houston to have this this group that comes every year uh, out of friendship with uh, the Houston golf community and Brian Novel who does such a fantastic job as the tournament director, and their respect for Paul Cervati and his team. And it's really, I mean, they don't even charge, obviously, you know this, an admission fee to come out to the Woodlands to watch them play. And, I mean, it's just amazing. It's Gary Player, the Jack, um, you know, you mentioned Trevino, and it, it's a great, great list of, of legends of the game. And you're not going to find that anywhere else. I mean, it's treasure time. I hate we have to skip a year. But we'll be back doing that again. They'll, they'll be out there playing. And, you know, the dinner. there's a dinner on uh, Thursday night each week of the Insperity, which is one of my favorite nights of the year, where these guys all get up and take the stage and tell some really good stories and reflective, you know, about what they've accomplished in the game. And um, it feels like uh, they're talking to just you, you know, one person, but there's like a 1,000 people in the ballroom up at the Marriott at uh, the Woodlands, and it's just a great, special, intimate night. That's got to be a un- unbelievable. I got to get in on that night. And and he you really he yeah. sets the scene. He's the MC. I mean, yeah. it's just no, a lot of best. great questions. But I got a question for you, Jim. And and you've been at, doing this. It seems just a couple weeks, and it's been since 1986 was your first Masters. And a couple weeks ago, we had Ben Crenshaw in talking about about the dinner and and so on and so forth. But the one thing that I ask him, and I want you to pretend, okay, we're on the first tee, and the first player up is Serviano Ballesteros, you know, great, great golfer, the Spanish, you know, flash that really revolutionized the the Ryder Cup. And then playing with him is Jack Nicklaus. And the group is rounded out by Tiger Woods. Now... Yeah. Who wins this 18-hole match in their their prime, prime. in their prime? You know, it's going to be a battle. It's going to be, uh, you know, is Tiger going to put up with with Seve's bull, you know, (laughs) (laughs) you know, uh, and Nicholas is going to be, you know, the. the, That's that's a tough group. Who you got, Jim? You know, it's one of those deals where if, if they played nine times, it would be three, three, and three. So one round, anything can happen. I'll still take Jack um, by just uh, by just a just a touch, maybe by a shot over both of the other two guys. Um, but that's a tough call. Uh, I thought you were setting me up for one day down the road had um, we not sadly lost uh, Seve so so young. I thought you were setting me up with the ceremonial first shot. Now, no doubt, one day he could have been that guy. You know, every time Seve's name is mentioned, it just, I just, I, I just feel a sudden rush of sadness. I feel just overwhelmed with, you know, regret for him, for all of us that we didn't get to see what these years were like for him because he was such a special talent. You're right, Charlie. I mean, I really think his emotion and intensity really made the Ryder Cup what it is today. And I mean, just to hear players like, well, take Nick Faldo. I sit next to on you know, most given years, 18 weeks a year, the love he has for Seve. I never knew it when they were competitive rivals, but he gets tears in his eyes just talking about Seve. And I, that maybe has worn off on me 
because I didn't know him that well at all. But every time I hear Seve's name, I just I feel so much regret because he was such a talent. And then, of course, you know, he lost his game, which was sad, too. I mean, he really, really just disappeared on him one day. Uh, and he was, he was young. and and uh, But to lose his life, to, to miss all these years where we could have been celebrating Seve at Augusta and all these other places around the world with golf, it's just it's tragic. Yeah, yeah. Jim Nance with us here on the Charlie Epps Golf Hour, brought to you by Insperity, inspiring business performance. Jim, I've been propon- I've been a big proponent of golf leading the way, and it is. We've got a schedule out there now for golf when all the other sports can't can't get back and have no idea what they're going to do. I think golf is the perfect sport to get out there. A lot of guys are complaining about maybe not having any patrons at the events, but we play we play golf with nobody around all the time. I think I think this is going to be perfect, even though we don't have uh, we don't have spectators. And we're going to have to get accustomed to that, I, I believe, if we want our sports back. And it's going to obviously transcend golf. It's going to go into all sports for a while where we're not going to have any fans. But golf does seem to be the perfect model. Uh, as you know, that June 11th through the 14th, Colonial is first up with the newly revised schedule. Now, Jay Monahan, the commissioner, has made it very clear that um, you know this is, this is the working plan and things could change. But... Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful, and, and I'm even optimistic that it's going to happen. And I, I think one of the first things that you have to get your mind around is that, yeah, golf, you can easily, easily social distance. You don't need to get within uh, six feet of your opponent. Now, I don't know what, you know, how you get around that with your caddy, but the, really the hardest part of this, which no one ever thinks about, you're going to stage a golf event. How many people do you need on the grounds? with no fans to still run a tournament where you need the shot link people out there, I presume. So people can follow at home. Um, you know, your, your player dining is going to be limited if anything at all. Um, but the, the hardest component, I'm not trying to give credit to the television side of it, but it is the broadcast group. Um, and the broadcast group will have to figure out how to minimize the number of people it can travel and how to produce a show without people being within six feet of one another. Now, don't think about me and the guys that you hear on the air who are sitting in towers. Don't don't think about us. Think about the people that are actually putting the show on the air. Producers, directors, tape replay machine operators that work in trucks that are purposely designed all these years to jam as many people as you can in a small amount of space so that these mobile units can move from one game site or one golf tournament to another. And you can squeeze as many people as you can into that little trailer. Now, that's, in my mind, just spitballing here. That's the toughest part of the whole equation is how you figure out when you throw a tournament. You're not going to have a tournament if you don't have television. Well, television's the hardest part of the whole of the whole um, rekindling of, of golf or any sport to figure out. Now, it can be figured out. Maybe bring in multiple trucks and multiple units. You don't have producers and directors sitting next to one another. I don't know. It's all a little bit over my head, but I'm just telling you, it's complex. And it's not the problem um, of trying to keep the players separate. Um, it's, it's, it's really trying to figure out the things that are also going to be on site, namely the television broadcast crew. A lot more to talk about. You got another segment in you? Oh, I've got plenty, oh. man. I'm yeah, you're just sitting around, right? In the morning. Yeah. <laughs> you can't do it. I got nowhere it. to go. <laughs> you can't do anything in California. You got all day. So we'll have another segment yep. with Jim Nance right here on the Charlie Epps Golf Hour, brought to you by Insperity, inspiring business performance.
This is Derek's O'Reilly Auto Parts story. After the third time jump-starting my car, I finally realized my battery was dying. So I stopped by O'Reilly to have it checked. They tested it right there in the parking lot. It was bad, real bad. But they helped me find the right battery for my car and even installed it for free. Now my car starts like new. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. This moment of gratitude is brought to you by Rocket Mortgage and the Rock family of companies. We really want to thank my wife's cousin Marie who works so hard as a nurse saving others. To those who leave their homes to keep us safe in ours, thank you. And yeah, you guys are awesome. We're sending all our love, gratitude, and hope your way. Thank you. If you'd like to thank America's frontline and essential workers, visit everyoneknowsahero.com. Quicken Loans, LLC, NMLS number 3030, licensed in 50 states. Each legal entity that identifies themselves as part of the Rock family of companies are separate legal entities with their own governance and management structures. Tired of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Generic Sildenafil allows you to save up to $650 on Viagra. Why pay name brand prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get the same results for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 50 generic Sildenafil pills for only $99. This can cost as much as $750 at your local pharmacy. You can't afford not to call us. If you want Viagra at the lowest price, Never pay $15 a pill for the name brand again. Get generic Sildenafil for less than $3 a pill. Call 800-450-5582 today and save up to $650 and get 50 pills for just $99. Generic Sildenafil is fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting to take your call now. Call 800-450-5582. That's 800-450-5582. Again, 800-450-5582. Do you have a retirement account worth more than $100,000? Pay close attention to what I'm about to tell you. Gold is a better way. Gold is a better way to protect your retirement, a better way to grow your retirement, and better than everything you're currently doing inside your retirement account. At Advantage Gold, we're certain that gold is going higher in price and going to outperform stocks and bonds. We've created the world's first gold protection retirement platform ever built. If you have an IRA or 401k, you can get your free access. Once you see it, you'll have no choice but to agree. Gold is a better way. And all you need to do is call our recorded line for your special quote. You can join the site for free. Just call now to get your code. 800-908-2174. 800-908-2174. 800-908-2174. That's 800-908-2174. You're listening to the Charlie Epps Golf Hour, powered by Insperity. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios with Bill Harmon and the golf doctor himself, Charlie Epps. Here's John Granado. Welcome back to the Charlie Epps Golf Hour, brought to you by Insperity, Inspiring Business Performance. Charlie and I talking with Jim Nance, Hall of Fame broadcaster here on the Charlie Epps Golf Hour. Let's talk about uh, the, the players and how difficult it's going to be for them. I know it's going to be difficult not playing in front of fans, but the most difficult will be the Ryder Cup. How are you going to do a Ryder Cup without fans? Um, and that's something already the players are voicing a lot of concern. I saw McElroy's statement over a week ago and saying, no fans, there is no Ryder Cup. So I... You know, everything is so up in the up in the air right now. Um, just look at the potential schedule, though, if this all comes together and somehow it's green-lighted and the health issues are addressed and the testing is there 
and I trust there probably still be no fans. But you, if you start looking at August, where the PGA is supposed to come back and the FedEx Cup playoffs, and then you go into now September, um, you have college football, the NFL, you have the U.S. Open, um, you have, I believe, the French Open and Wimbledon somewhere around there. You have the Ryder Cup. Those have been and canceled. Now you move into October. You have uh, presumably, you know, the the NBA is at some point either trying to finish off a season or starting a new season. And where's baseball on all this? Mm-hmm. Uh, and now you you know you're into you're you're into uh, November. You've got the Masters. I mean, the real estate for programming is like the wild wild west. If you're uh, if you're an event and you you hold you hold the uh, you treasure your event, whatever it might be, Wimbledon, Ryder Cup, whatever. And you're trying to find a slot to put this on, on broadcast outlets. I mean, that real estate is finite. And if football goes, you know football scheduling for the networks and all the media outlets, it's already pretty packed. Uh, I'm sure they'll figure out ways, but it could be like a stretch of, of sporting events like no one's ever seen before. San, Andrew, San Edwards, Edwards up in Austin has canceled their golf, canceled their tennis, what? canceled their 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 ma- minor sports yeah. uh, because of revenue, and they they have also written um, the uh, Greg Gross, um, who's who's in charge of golf, has written the NCAA, please don't cancel our sport, right? But yeah. the revenue is if they don't play with the stands full, Jim. There's not enough revenue to keep this thing going. Yep, for the for the other sports. I what mean, you're saying here, Charlie, is that is that some of the sports that are deemed to be um, non-essential. You know, I don't want to non-essential. <laughs> I don't want to call them secondary sports because I'm a product of the University of Houston. Even though I was masquerading as a golfer, wasn't really truly a guy that contributed to the cause one bit. But um, you, you you look at at, at all of these the, the athletic department budgets. And how are they going to make this go? Uh, and how do you make sense out of traveling you know, your golf team, your, your track and field squads, and all these other sports? I don't mean to isolate any particular sport, so I'll just stop it right there. But it's going to be a lot of question marks about how they can survive. You can see it coming. I didn't know that about St. Edwards. But um, these are the kinds of uh, problems that the new world is going to face. And obviously it transcends the world of sports. We're just going a snapshot of a larger picture that you start getting into the business community and how people are able to reopen and jobs are going to be lost. And I mean, it's just, I think all of us took at least a couple of weeks. I know I did to kind of get my mind around that this is really where we were. Like it almost doesn't even seem possible. It's like a bad sci-fi movie that you're living in. (laughs) Then you realize it's for real and the, the, the trickle down effects for years. Um, you can pretty much start to figure out that right now. You, Jim Nance with us here on the Charlie Epps Golf Hour brought to you by Insperity, Inspiring Business Performance. So right now, if you had to make a choice the week of November 9th, it's the Masters or that prime NFL game. Which is it going to be? <laughs> uh, I would expect to be at Augusta. And that's not trying to slight anyone, slight uh, the NFL at all. But, I mean, it is the Masters and it's a regular season NFL game, and we'll have, again, if all things go as planned, there are 17 weeks to the regular season, and uh, so I'll do 16 of them. Um, but, you know, the the, the Masters, uh, I would expect, I haven't discussed it with anybody. I'm I'm out here in California spinning off in my own orbit, and our people got much larger issues to figure out, but um, I, I think 
that one's kind of uh, a certainty. Have you had to miss an NFL? Think. Have you had to miss an NFL week? I have. In fact, we've even by design in recent years, uh, Tony Tony Romo and I have taken a week off during the regular season, uh. and no one even talked about it. No one <laughs> even knew. So now I'm getting that question a lot: Can you miss an NFL game? Yeah. Is that possible? It, well, actually, I have been missing a week during <laughs> during the regular season in recent years. Right around that time, as a matter of fact, in November. Uh, the thing that's interesting to me is um, if we can get this Masters up and running November 12th through the 15th, is to think that we would have two Masters tournaments in a five-month stretch. Wouldn't that be amazing? Mm-hmm. What do you think sure. of the PGA one one major this year and six next year? That'll look weird when it's all said and done 20, 30 years oh, from now. Yeah, you're talking about the wraparound right. schedule, meaning not in the calendar year 21, right. but the fact that yeah, two of them would fall under that FedEx Cup PGA Tour season. Yeah, that's that's pretty amazing. I, I, I actually, somebody kind of got misquoted on this the other day, and I was trying to explain to someone that I could have the most exciting, um, challenging, demanding, and, and wonderful six-month stretch of my career beginning with the Masters, and it, it got it got a little bit translated into I'm going to have to work six straight months from November until the PGA in May. I know I would never say that. What I was trying to say is that in six months, um, and I say this with a grateful heart and uh, totally grateful heart that it would land in my lap like this. But it's a Super Bowl year for us. You know, we alternate Super Bowl years with NBC and Fox. So the lineup would be um, from the middle of November until the middle of May. That's exactly six months. I would have two Masters, a PGA Championship, um, the NFL regular season, the NFL playoffs, the AFC Championship, the Super Bowl, the West Coast Golf Swing, the Big Ten Basketball Championship, the NCAA Tournament, the Final Four, and some more regular season golf events, all inside of six months. And again, with deep, deep gratitude, that would be a six-month stretch uh, unlike uh, unlike any other, can and, I say uh, that? Yes, yes, you can, yeah. since you coined it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm excited about that. I'm hopeful that that would will have the chance to do that. But my gosh, uh, that that will be um, that'll be a, a, a time of my life for sure. Hopefully, we can we can get to that point where the world is back up and centered and on its axis again. And, and and we can we can enjoy all these sports in our lives again. You know, we've we've always been impressed with what the masters is all about i'm just really been impressed on the two products that they developed here in the last few years the drive chip and putt uh for the boys and girls on the you know on the golf course that's just been so popular and it's really growing the game and then last year i really enjoyed watching the girls play augusta Mm-hmm. And that tournament, Jim, that uh, ladies' amateur, really turned out to be very successful. Uh, it was a huge, huge hit, huge hit. So, and, and to to your point, well, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, please. No, I just think that Augusta got together as 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 a club, as a membership, uh, led by Billy Payne and Fred Ridley, and they said, "Hey, we wield a lot of power in this sport and a positive influence." we can do this and their hearts were in the right places and it started with creating the asian amateur championship with an exemption into the masters the latin america championship with an exemption to the masters the drive chip and putt to to develop and grow junior golf and the augusta women's amateur 
So it's really been all of those initiatives uh, and, a, and a tip of the hat to them because uh, we've all tried to, those of us who care about the sport, we, we all want to give back and figure out ways to keep the game growing, to get the next generation and the generation after that to be hooked on our sport. We know the value of it. We know the virtues that this game espouses. So, you know, how do you do it? I mean, we've had the first tee, and the first tee has been definitely a success, and it's opened the chapters all over the world. But could you take it even another step and create another avenue to get juniors hooked in the game? Can you do something to make women's golf uh, put at a level that it deserves to get more attention thrown at women's golf. I mean, it deserves to have um, that kind of exposure and that kind of uh, care. And what better than to have an event staged at Augusta National? So they've all been fantastic initiatives. And everybody that cares about the game should be feeling uh, a great debt of gratitude for what Augusta National Golf Club has done because they really, truly have taken it upon themselves to find ways to spread the love of the game around the world, and it's worked. That's why we can't lose ladies' golf in, in the NCAA uh, Division One. That that has grown immensely, mm-hmm. and it's even mm-hmm. going to grow more now because of what Augusta has done. So we got to keep keep that going. And, and I think after this uh, little problem we're going through, uh, we'll come out on the other end much stronger. Jim Nance here on the Charlie Epps Golf Hour. We are out of time. Man, we really appreciate you hanging with us and talking some golf, Jim. Always great to talk to you. Thanks so much for your time. Hope you and your family remain safe during this time. Thank you. And same to, to back to two of my pals right here. It's been fun being with you and being on a radio show with Charlie. I know I've said it before, but it stirs a lot of memories because <laughs> really, truly, the first ever chance I had to be on the air was to, was to have a show called Gulf Coast golf that's it that man sitting next to you john was the guy that really made me believe he created the idea that we could do this golf on the radio on saturday morning on the radio and he set me up to go to dave mars house and dave taped four or five of the first uh, vignettes that we ever had of course charlie was a regular on it but that for me at the age of like 19 (laughs) a huge moment for me to have a, a a presence and as always, our, my yeah. good friend Dick Harmon says, golf on the radio, are you crazy? Huh? <laughs> That's not going to work. Charlie, and, you were ahead of your time, my friend. And, yep. then, and, and then he he got on the radio uh, with his own show with John. Well, yeah, we, and he was doing such a good job, he had to go apologize to the sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> caller called in and he says, I go to Oshman's to buy my golf equipment and dick says Oshman's. Well, what are you doing what are you doing going to Oshman's? <laughs> and john said Char- dick dick that's a they that's sponsor a sponsor. <laughs> yeah. oh, so dick yeah. had to go yeah. Yeah, so uh we've been through a lot but uh it's been yeah. all fun but uh it's so happy for you and and uh your new family and your older daughter, and you, you know you 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 just done so well, and and we're we're happy. Those three amigos days proved to be a lot of fun, and yes, and our friend were Charlie. Another thing he conceptualized, John, was a charity event that we threw nine years in Houston called the Three Amigos, and raised a lot of money for charity. A lot of money endowed yeah. some scholarships over the University of Houston that are endowed forever for the golf program. Yeah. And the, 
first one ever, the first scholarship endowed in perpetuity, first basketball scholarship ever at the University of Houston. But even you know more than that, we had money for Alzheimer's and cancer research and PXE, this uh, horrible eye disease that Blaine's wife, Blaine McAllister's wife, Claudia, is afflicted with. So there were some times, uh, there are more to come, by the way, so um, I'm still looking forward. Uh, but when I do look back, I see I see Charlie Epps uh, as being such an integral part of all of this. And thank you, Pro, for what you said about my family and my life being in a good place. I've been blessed. I've surrounded oh, myself hey, with good yeah. people. And that's what happens, you know, when you watch others show you how to do it. Um, it makes a big difference. It really well, does. And we've been you're blessed. A big part of that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, I hope you're as busy as you as you think you might be this fall, Jim. It means <laughs> it means we're we're all in a really good place. If you are. Uh, we appreciate it once again. Great talking to you. Jim Nance right Thanks, here on the Charlie Epps Golf Club. All the best. God bless to you and your families. Thank Thanks. you, God Jimmy. Bless. Bye-bye. God bless.